This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 0-2. Two outs. Here's the pitch. Swinging a ball. Hit in the air to left field. That one's back. Alvarez turns. Looks out of here. A grand slam for Marcus Simeon. And the Rangers have opened this one up. Houston, we have liftoff. And the Rangers lead 6 to nothing. You know my favorite part about that call, Chop? Uh, Peyton played it yesterday. It ties into Houston and NASA. And NASA. Because Houston, we have a problem. And, and Houston, we have Houston, lift off. They we do have say Houston, that. we have lift off. They do say that there as well. That is my favorite part of that. Well, yes, you, know what else I, you know what else I love? The fine folks at Kroger. Yeah, they On they Mockingbird. Came they came through, baby. They gave us the uh, they gave us a little chocolate strawberries, Chocolates. and they gave us uh, a beautiful. Let me. Uh, let it's me an arrangement. This yeah. is an arrangement, man. We got some uh, green high lime green hydrangeas in there. Looks like you got some uh, those those petunias. Um, they're there? flowers. That's yeah. for sure. They uh-huh. they are of the flower variety. I see some tulips in there as well. Some roses. Shout out every. This is like what Mother's Day now and Valentine's Day. Yeah. Kroger on Mockingbird. Ishmael has come through for us yes, every he time. Has. He is he is awesome. He said he's a, a big time Tolo. Listens every morning. So if you need flowers, if you're in a rush, please drop by uh, the Kroger on Mockingbird and, yes, and say hey to fellow Tolo Ishmael. Yes, you do. Yes, you tell him we sent you on over there. All right, it is. Uh, it's a great day. It's a, it's a great day. You know the the Super Bowl is over, uh, and now thanks to the NFL trying to get more of the schedule. Super Bowl ends, and you roll literally right into pitchers and catchers that week. Which is great. Which is great. In the past, it was like a couple of weeks, and now it's same week, man. And the Rangers have reported, uh, the pitchers and catchers report, to surprise. I guess, you know, it's 530 in the morning there. It's probably not yet. But Jared Sandler has got us covered on this one here on 105 The Fan, and he is joining us now. Hey, first off, man, congrats on the the new added uh, gig uh, TV play-by-play on Valley. Thanks, RJ. I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm fired up for you. When's your big TV uh, hoops gig coming up? I'm pretty fired up to to watch this. Are you uh, Are you going to take that job too, Jared? <laughs> yeah, I might. Uh, it's I Thursday of next week. Doing next week? Yeah, Thursday of next week. Uh, me and uh, the great Byron Anderson will be doing the uh, Tarleton State Grand Canyon University game on ESPN oh, Plus. Good. Yeah, they are. They you, are. They, you're doing the, are you doing the men's? Yes. And I'm yeah, the color analyst somehow. So. I, I know. Grand Canyon's best team in the conference. 
They, they, they yes, they are. They are. Bryce Drew. Uh, yeah. The uh, the you're doing some research. I know. Well, I, somebody told me that. I didn't really do any research. Spittle, <laughs> Spittle told me that one. <laughs> for I know. Right? <laughs> I'm get, I, now. I've already said, Jared. I'm going to get tickets to this. I'm going to be posted up right behind Chop, and I'm going to be heckling the hell out of him the whole broadcast. Yeah. I. I do want to watch this. I, I would love to call a game with RJ as my color guy. I think we would have an absolute blast. We would have fun. We would have fun. I, I'm just going to keep repeating the same thing. Oh, man, great call. Great call out of the timeout for the coach there. Great. <laughs> what a back cut. What a back screen that is. What a, what a, <laughs> the old Princeton offense. Look at this. Look, 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 look. When RJ shared with everyone he was going to do this, he did the – he gave the Mike Fisher color analyst scouting report, and nothing is more accurate. I, I, I wish that you could go back and see how many Cowboys-related tweets Mike Fisher would fire off while doing a Legends broadcast. <laughs> it was amazing. Just to give you an idea of you know, how much he was really locked into the game. I, I said I never saw somebody not look at the play but describe <laughs> it to AT exactly what happened because yeah. his head was buried in his phone. <laughs> yeah. No, but like he – you know, Fish can – Talk his way out of anything. I mean, he just he would yeah. say stuff, and you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's roll with that. That's fine." Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, as as two seconds later, tell. you got a, a fish report, you know, on Twitter that just dropped. Yeah, yep. Gift of the gab, man. All right, let's uh, let's get set for uh, for pitchers and catchers today. Um, all right, let me ask you this: If there was, if today was opening day, like who's the starting rotation? I, I don't know in what order beyond Nathan Avaldi being the opening day starter, but then you've got Dunning, Gray, Heaney, and Bradford. I think that that's your five, and that's not a bad five. The question is who's six, seven, and eight? Because as you guys know, uh, you don't. First of all, I said this last night on Hot Stove. I would love to know how many teams start the season with their five projected starters healthy and, and let's not even include DeGrom Scherzer and Tyler Mount let's mm-hmm. just take those five guys who are currently healthy right now who we think will be in the rotation the chances of all five of those guys being ready on opening day for their first start is probably less than 50 percent if you just play the odds I, I, I feel like and I'm not saying that one of those five will be out for a while, but maybe they have to miss you know, their first start while they continue to build up because maybe they had a minor setback in early March, right? I mean, it's just this stuff happens all the time. Uh, who's six, who's seven, who's eight? That's the big question for me for the Rangers. The minute you put a dent into those five, who are the guys who are going to give you those innings? Jose Urania is a veteran uh, who they brought in, into camp for some depth. Uh, though, you know, you look at his numbers, it's not like they're that exciting. Owen White, maybe the, the most or the closest prospect to being ready. I think they were hopeful. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That Owen White would be giving them innings last year, mm. uh, you know, after his initial call-up, and that just didn't happen. He's got a lot to prove. And then an interesting move yesterday, the Rangers signed Adrian Sampson, who missed all of last year at the major league level, uh, almost all of it at any level while recovering from a knee injury. But he's a guy who's a veteran. He pitched for the Rangers back in 2017 through 2019. And he, he might be important, guys, and maybe Jose Urania, same thing. You need to find some veterans who, if they don't make your opening day roster, either don't have an opt-out clause or aren't going to use it. So that way you can have some depth in the minor league so that you have something or someone to call upon if you don't have any of your prospects who have really earned innings and you have a need in your rotation. So to me, the biggest question, guys, is the depth uh, beyond those five. Do you think that the way they essentially approaching this are like, hey, we need to build a team coming out of spring training for – like they're essentially building two different teams. Like, okay, we're looking to build a team for like the first three months of the season. Like get us through to when we start getting some of these guys back in the rotation, the Scherzers, DeGrom, like guys like these are DeGrom even probably a little later than that. Do you think that they're basically looking at this as like, hey, we just need to 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 not tread water, but but we just need to be in contention until we can get to the middle of the summer and get some of these guys back in the rotation? Yeah, I mean, I think – Privately, I'm sure that you know the the sentiment is is along those lines. Maybe worded a little differently. Sure. But yes, you know, let's and, and, and I'm just saying, you know, they spin things at, you know however they want. But yeah, let's let let's let's try and make sure that we can piece things together with the rotation. But here's the other thing, guys. We always talk about this. When a guy first comes back from Tommy John, you really don't know what to expect. It's that next year it's like the old ACL injury now mm-hmm. you pair an ACL a guy comes back you expect him to be ready to go but it used to be you know like when a running back towards ACL he'd come back in the first whether it's that first year first half of the season whatever you, you just didn't know what to expect and then they they ease back into it well that, the Tommy John stuff I mean yes it's going to be great when Mally and DeGrom return uh, but I don't know that you know for sure what you're going to get. Like, I, I think Jacob deGrom is going to be a super stud in 2025. Uh, you know, what what will you be able to get from him in 2024? Mm-hmm. And with Max Scherzer in the back, I mean, this is a guy, he's not 30 years old with a back injury. He's 40 years old with a back injury. What are you going to get from Max Scherzer? So I think, Bobby, to your point, yes. Uh, but I also think that the Rangers need to be prepared to not get everything you hope to get out of those three guys. And I don't know if that means a move at the deadline. Jordan Montgomery's still out there. I think he's still a possibility, even if not a likelihood. I don't think Blake Snell's a likelihood. He's still out there, though. But what are you going to do 
if maybe, let's just say, only one of those three guys gives you the type of production you're hoping for. Uh, you know, I think I think that's a fair question as well. It's just it's unknown. It's a tough it's a tough one to speak on because you don't know when those guys are going to be back and you don't know what you're going to get from them. Rangers uh, TV voice, occasional TV voice, uh, potential future Tarleton State TV voice. Uh, as soon as he takes over for RJ Choppy, Jared Sandler joining us here on 105 through the fan. Uh, Jared, so uh, we talk about the rotation, but obviously there is a lot of excitement for Wyatt Langford and, and the way that he performed at the end of last season uh, in the minor leagues, getting the quick acceleration up to AAA. It, it doesn't feel like there's just an easy spot for him necessarily on the opening day roster. Uh, but I, I get the sense, you know, from Rangers fans right now, they are itching to see him pretty quickly. How, what kind of a timeline do you think we're looking at before Wyatt Langford is up here, you know, regularly contributing to the major league club? So I would say if I had a handicapper right now, I would say it's a 51% chance he's on the opening day roster. Here's the challenge though, Bobby. And this is why you said what you said. You got Laody Tavares in center, Adolis Garcia in right, Evan Carter in left. Evan Carter is a very good defensive outfielder. So, you know, you want him out there. Laody Tavares, while he did take steps in the right direction as a hitter last year, for sure. And you don't ask a ton of him because he's a bottom of the order hitter. If you're not going to play him in the outfield, then you're taking away right now his best mm. trick. And Adolis Garcia, while I think he can benefit from DHing once every couple of weeks just to keep him fresh, you know, he's a big body, had a knee injury last year. He just won a gold glove. So while Wyatt Langford, I think, can be a very capable, maybe even a, a pretty good outfielder, it's not like you got a clunker out of those, you know, those other three guys. You're like, we need him to DH. And I, I was talking to, to Michael Young about this, and we were talking about, you know, Wyatt Langford's a DH, and he said it's just it's so tough for a guy who's trying to prove himself and establish himself as a major leaguer to DH when that's not typically what he does. You're not used to it, but hitting's hard. And at least, like with Evan Carter, he hit the ground running, right? But we Mm. didn't know that he was going to do that. And one of the biggest arguments, in addition to Adolis getting hurt with Evan Carter, was, well, at least, you know, even if he's got some growing pains offensively, He'll be able to contribute defensively and on the bases. And for a young guy to be able to look in the mirror and say, I'm doing these things well, I'm contributing, it helps you mentally get get past maybe whatever offensive struggles. So with Wyatt Langford, the question they've got to ask themselves is, if he's going to be on the opening day roster, if he, if he really earns it, he has a great spring, and you just can't keep this guy down, uh, or let's say let's say you have a Laody Tavares situation where he misses like the first week of the season and then he comes back and White Langford starts the year on the team and has a great first week. You know, you don't send him down. How are you going to balance his playing time as a DH versus an outfielder? Because, again, he is not an everyday DH. He's too athletic. He's going to be too good as an outfielder. You need to figure out a way to make to, to, to have that balance. Right. I think that's the biggest challenge. And maybe to your point, Bobby, maybe for that reason, they say, you know what? We don't, we're not comfortable with that right now. Let's send him to AAA. Let's have him crush it for a few weeks, a month, whatever it might be. And the minute there's a need, somebody yeah. underperforms, someone gets hurt, then we'll call him up and go from there. But I think that's a question strategically they've got to have is if he's going to be up, how often is he DHing and how often can we get him in the outfield? Jared Sandler joins us here, 105 through the fan. You mentioned, um, 
Montgomery and Snell. And there's a lot of guys. It's, I know baseball is always slow with the free agency. It seems much slower this year than normal. Why have these guys not signed yet? And do you like? Do you think it is more likely than not that Montgomery does return? So who who's Montgomery's agent? Who's Snell's agent? Who's Cody Bellinger's agent? Yeah, uh, the great Satan. No, no, no. I, it's, it's Scott Boris, right? And yep. so Scott Boris is going to do what he's going to do. I I don't know. I mean. You can like Scott Boris, you can hate him, and and not every player who has been represented by Scott Boris is going to tell you that, you know, they have the world's greatest experience. But I mean, at the end of the day, the guy the guy knows what he's doing, and for whatever reason, you know, he feels like keeping these guys in the market right now is what's best. Now, what's interesting is that a lot of pitchers will tell you that they want to be signed by the time pitchers and catchers report. They don't mind playing this game of chicken. But they want to be signed by now, especially if it's a starting pitcher. If it's a reliever, a little bit different. So while I'm sure Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell are like, yes, yeah, Scott, you know, hey, we trust you. Uh, half of them probably like, all right, Scott, let's, you know, let's make a decision. Now, Scott Boris works for them. They can do whatever they want. But, you know, they obviously follow his advice a lot of the time. I don't know why, RJ. I, I thought that the, the pre-lockout free agency mad dash when the Rangers signed Seager and Simeon and there's a mm-hmm. lot of activity prior to the lockout. I don't know. It's so much fun. Now, I, to some degree, you can make the case, well, hey, when you spread it out, then it, it remains a relevant topic. But I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not watching SportsCenter, and the lead story is not, well, Jordan Montgomery remains unsigned. Right. Blake Snell, you know, this isn't football, right? You know, if if a, a, a backup tackle for a team remained unsigned when, you know, training camp started, then that'd be like the first story on ESPN. Uh, so I, I don't know why I, I think to some degree, you're starting to make it a little detrimental for these guys. If they want to be ready to start the season, not that they're not throwing already, but um, you know, a pitcher will tell you that that off season when they change schemes is helpful to get to talk to the catcher, uh, the pitching coach, you know, and all that stuff. So, uh, and as as far as Montgomery, I would say the arrow, the arrow pointing to his return of the Rangers is ticking up, and and there's a little bit of progression each and every day. Uh, but I still think that we're going from like a twenty percent chance and pushing towards a fifty percent chance. I don't think we are beyond fifty. I think we're like I, I'd put it at forty percent. I mean that number means nothing. I'm throwing out a random number. I would say it's something that wouldn't surprise me, but not something I still think is the odds-on favorite. And as I've shared with you guys and I've shared with others, I, I think the, the idea that the only reason the Rangers had not or have not signed Jordan Montgomery is because of the Bally situation is not a fair characteriz- uh, characterization of the situation. I think there are baseball reasons the Rangers are debating whether they want to pay a north of 30-year-old pitcher a hundred million dollar contract. You know, I think that's uh, that's something they've got to they've got to decide. There's obviously an affinity for Jordan Montgomery, not just from fans, but the organization. He played a huge role yeah. in winning the World Series, and emotionally, that that can do so. I can put a spell on you. But one of the concerns is, you know, Jordan Montgomery, north of thirty already, his production would really start to dip once he got to seventy, seventy-five pitches. Is that something that's going to get better as he gets older? Is that something that's going to plateau? Is that something that he can uh, that that will only get worse? You know, those are the things they got to decide. But there's a lot of data, and and the performance you know supported this more often than not. 
he would really have a dip in production once he got to that pitch range or beyond that pitch range. And so I think that's a, a I think that's something that the Rangers have to consider before they just write a huge check to a guy who, again, is, you know, is already past 30 years old. Would they consider Trevor Bauer? I, RJ, I don't, I don't think, I don't, uh, Trevor Bauer is the best pitcher that I saw when I was at USC. He almost threw up the 20 strikeout perfect game against us. Uh, and I'm, I'm, to be honest, you surprised that despite the success he has had when he's pitched in the major leagues, he hasn't had more success. I, I, I'm surprised no team has signed him because I, I do believe Trevor Bauer when he says he's not asking for the world financially. I think there's a reason teams haven't signed him. He is a polarizing figure, and I think it takes the right clubhouse uh, to, to sign him and, and have success with him. And I don't think this clubhouse is that. I think if you look at the best players, the, the, the most important guys in that clubhouse, I can tell you that not all of them like – I'll say this. Uh, there are guys in that clubhouse who I think would storm into Chris Young's office if Trevor Bauer was signed. Uh, hey. And I, I I don't think that's the case with all clubhouses. And I'm not saying that he's not going to sign. I would just put that as a very, very unlikely scenario. And I would be curious as to why he's not signed elsewhere. Are teams waiting because they – is it Bellin or is it uh, Blake Snell or Trevor Bauer? I mean, I can't imagine that's the decision that teams are making that's keeping Trevor Bauer from being signed. Jared, last one for you here. Um you mentioned your conversation with Michael Young and it, what do you talked about in terms of Wyatt Langford and, and having to step in and DH if that's not your normal role and how that can be a difficult adjustment. Because of that, should we similarly prepare for a little bit of patience for Justin Foscu if he ends up taking that DH role and, and has to do that every day? Because, I mean, I know there's still a lot of excitement as well for Foscu. Yeah, and, and I would say Foscu is slightly different just because he might be a like everyday DH, right? Like this is, he, he wasn't doing it in the minors, but ultimately this might be his role. You know, he's, he has gotten better defensively at second base, but he's not playing second base for the Rangers. All right. So maybe Marcus Simeon doesn't start 162 games. He'll start 158, right? So uh, you're not bringing Justin Foscue in for, as a defensive replacement. You know, he, he can't play short. You know, the question I have is, can he play, you know, can he play, first and you know i know he's worked on it a little bit so maybe now nathaniel low uh sits against a really tough lefty i, I don't know you know or, or maybe maybe there's an out you know he adds outfield to his bag or something but at the, at the same time you don't want to just put him somewhere because he can do it can he be good at it because remember this is a team that was very good defensively i i think that it's a fair concern and and yes the same concern applies the only difference I would say is ultimately White Langford will probably get to a point where he's almost never DHing, right? You know, the minute uh, the minute that that role opens up, whereas Justin Foscue, I think, will um, unless he goes to a team that just is depleted of infield depth, specifically at second, I think he's a guy who will spend a lot of time at DH, and it'll be important for him to get used to that. I, you know, he's someone who I think a lot of people thought would have been traded by now, still could happen. But, you know, I'm glad you brought up Justin Foscu because he's he is hit and hit and hit. Uh, and maybe he's, a, you know, a good DH candidate. Maybe he's someone who, to the surprise of many, will actually 
contribute as a Texas Ranger, not by bringing talent to the organization in a trade, but by wearing the uniform and being in that lineup starting on opening day because the Rangers have not signed someone or acquired someone who is a shoe-in to, to fill that DH role. And if they don't want to go with White Langford, then I think Justin Foskey's obviously the next guy. Hey, appreciate it, man. Uh, have a great season. Great call this year, man. See ya. Hey, I, I just want to know, you know, last year this time, Bobby said that Nathan Evald- the Nathan Avaldi acquisition was a bad acquisition. I don't think and I was, said that. It, yeah, he did. did. Don't no, you did. I was in the airport. I, I remember it exactly. Yeah, then you were scared that his velocity dropped. I just want to know, uh, because I, you know, Rudnett Odor, Hall of Famer, we all have our, our we all have our misses. But uh, it, Bobby, it turned into a World Series, and it turned into this guy just being a stud. So who's your, like, I don't like this guy signing this year so that we can have that guy <laughs> elevate his Mally, Mally, yeah, for sure. Okay, all right, there you go. Love yeah. it. See you guys. But I think I said I think I specifically said Evaldi was going to win the World Series for them. I remember. Yeah, saying. yeah, no, that's right. You're right. I think your therapist reminded you of that when you told her that you always have to be right. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. See Love you, man. Jared. Jared Sandler, Rangers play by play, making big moves this year, radio and TV. Woo! Oh, hope he's got some suits. Hope he's got some suits. I'm sure he's got a few. I'm sure he has. A he few. seems like a polo guy. That polo and two hands on the mic. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.